What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel coming to you from none of your business. That's yeah. where <laughs> I'm your host, Matt, along with me, my co-host, Daniel. What's, what's up, my up, man? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, good, man. Good, I'm ready, good. ready to talk about this stuff. Yeah. But before we get into what we're talking about today, I want to introduce another co-host hey that we're adding to the show <laughs> i've been duplicated big oh, tony no. or man. replaced we're gonna <laughs> i don't know what you guys signed up for here he's my clone baby <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little the darker version i just yeah the, the darker version the darker version yeah, of me i got you we got tony with us man tony hey what's up what's going on guys i don't know why you're being all bashful hi guys hi how are you man before we get started we thought that we would do something, um, do something that, that Daniel and I had the opportunity to do way back when. I think, man, if I were to if I were to guess, where were we like episode like three or four? I think we did like a Q and A, yeah. just where we can kind of like you know everybody could kind of get a vibe for who we were or whatever. And so we want to give we want to give Tony the floor. Andy is going to ask you some questions. Producer Andy here off camera is going to ask you some questions, and then you're just going to answer them. And then we're gonna make fun of your answers. Yeah. And so you just do you just do you, and we're gonna, we're gonna be here for you. Andy's gonna ask me the questions. And, kind of Andy's yeah. Oh man. Uh, the first one will be serious. The the other ones won't be. So you know you're ready. Okay. We, won't, we won't jump in on the serious ones. We'll <laughs> uh, so just kind of a general uh, first question is how did you come to Christ? You know, if you want to give us just a, a brief. Uh, Testament. Oh, you said brief. Okay, because yeah. this, this, I mean, how much time do we have? We it's got a one-hour show. <laughs> we have an hour. It's a one-hour show. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Um, I, I grew up in church, man. My, my parents or my mom would always take us to church every Sunday. And and I know growing up, it wasn't, um, I, you know, it was going to church because everybody was at church. You had to go to church, and it was cool. Right. Uh, I even, you know, attended some youth services, one-way youth. If you got to hear me, I'm here. No, um, and I, I I was the guy in, in youth group like that at altar call that raised his hand like 19 times. You know what I mean? Oh, and I, oh yeah, <laughs> we do know. We do know what that looks like. But it really didn't get it. Didn't, it didn't you know really hit me hard until uh, until after I got in the navy, man. Um, I met my wife, and and uh, she she we, we got to talk, and she really wanted to raise up raise our kids in church and. And something we really didn't have, you know, just a, yeah. a, a real relationship with Christ. And so it was until, I'm going to give you like dates. No, um, no, it wasn't until after I got out of the Navy. This is over, I'm not going to say because then that kind of shows my age here. But uh, <laughs> we age gracefully on this show. Don't even trip. <laughs> um, it, it was a while back. And, and and so it's been over, you know, almost 20 years, man. Um, uh, I, you know, uh, we gave, I gave my, me, actually me and my wife did it at the same time. No, I'm lying. It was just me at the time, but it wasn't too long after that. We, you know, dedicated our lives to Christ and, uh, and just walked forward from there on, man. That's awesome. That's good. Man. I like that. Yeah, That's a snap. snap. Snaps all around for sure. Okay. Second question. We need to get a snap track. Yeah. <laughs> In Z formation. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> What? Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Men on Film. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Okay. Um, and he's like, <laughs> if you were on death row. If uh, I was on death row. Mm-hmm. Not the what, label. We know what you yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not the label. Tony Puck. You guys are old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What would you pick for your last meal? <laughs> oh man, my last meal. Uh, bro, I'm a foodie, man. So this is like a hard question. I'm not, and it was hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't. Oh, oh man. Daniel said raisin bread just for everyone. <laughs> There's that what you said? You said raisin yeah. bread and our pre-production raisin bread. Um, I, 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 I think we've talked about this before with me and my friends, and even even with my wife, man. I, I and this is gonna be weird. Um, I'm here for it. Um, my mom's Filipino spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, and you don't understand. There's like hot dogs instead of meatballs inside. <laughs> so, yeah, and and okay. I mean, and it lasts forever. You can put it in the kitchen and it, right. we eat it for days. And I, I mean, I make it for my kids now, and we do the same exact thing. It doesn't taste as great, but you know, but I think that's what it would be if I was on death row. I had to eat one last thing. That would definitely be it. See, I'd, I'd yeah. want to go out the bang with something. Just I, I was new. thinking, like, do I want a double double? But I mean, you I know, mean, just, no, just like something <laughs> you never had before. But I no, get like, the, the vibe is almost never. like like Tony saying like like having comfort food. Yeah, you know, like, like something I is, know, which is cool. Yeah. I want the I want the biggest meal ever, and I'm gonna eat it as slow as possible. They don't have to do a stay of execution because of how slow I'm gonna eat this meal. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going back with something familiar, man. Yeah, that comfort food. Yeah. All right. Uh, our last question is: What is your favorite movie genre? My my favorite movie genre. Yeah. And if you want to list some of your favorite movies, go ahead and do that. Oh, too. maybe we won't list some of my favorite movies, but uh, man, they're gonna pull my man card because of this. Yeah. Rom com. Uh, no, yes. <laughs> He's a rom com. I am definitely a rom com guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. They're gonna pull my man card for this one, and I. <laughs> My wife will tell you the same exact thing. Uh, man, that's horrible. You know, you're like, he doesn't watch Rambo. He watches something about Mary. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 That's good. So we yeah, got even. Dumb. We even got one of the one of the movies right there. Uh-huh. Something about oh, Mary. Yeah. No, what's your What's your favorite rom com? My favorite rom com. Oh, it's so you. Much. It's you've got mail. It's not even close. Oh, you've got mail. That's, that's so good. good. Yeah, that's so good. There's, uh, there's three dudes on here talking about you've got mail. Uh, be, <laughs> oh man, there, there's. <laughs> I've watched 300. The, 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 all the, all the, times. Oh, that all you watch is 300. Braveheart, no. 300, Gladiator, yeah. <clears throat> Sleepless in Seattle. Oh. Sleepless in Seattle. I actually Ooh. just watched Sleepless in Seattle this last That's week. That's a good one too. Yeah. Bridesmaids, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. There's so many lists. There's just. Uh, I mean, it can go on forever, man. I even even. No, I'm just gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Well, you because can't it do that. You it can't, can't do that. that. I mean, it's not yeah. even just rom com. It's like romance. Hey, but like all the Nicholas just, Sparks movies were dead. But I can't. I'll confess right just, now. <laughs> I watched for the first time just a couple of nights ago when when Harry met Sally. Never wow. watched that movie. That's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. That that's like back in the way. That's at, a funny movie. Yeah, first it's, an, it's an old school rom com. Yeah. yeah, and Billy Crystal. Yeah, Billy Crystal. Billy, yeah. And, uh, I just Ryan. kept thinking Mike was asking. Where, where'd you Where'd you watch that? At? How do you, <laughs> is that even still on TV? <laughs> it's on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Late night. <laughs> Breaking out the classics. Breaking out the classics, man. Classic. That's a little bit about Tony. Thank you, Andy, yeah. for for those questions. I like that, man. Now yeah. they just like it. Now they're thinking twice, man. You want this guy on the stage? No way, man. This is, you fit right in. You fit right in. We all like different stuff. That's what makes it, that's what makes it amazing. We just happen to both like romantic comedies. And, oh, right on. That was yours Apparently too. the three of us do because Daniel watched him and Harry met yeah. Sally the other night. So we're doing all right. We watch, we watch all movies. 
Yes. You say that. I we, watch, we watch a lot of different genres. Oh, that's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, that's great, why great answer, Dan. I, sometimes I just sit through it and. Oh, well, I'm spoiled in that way because Amanda just she wants she wants either a, a scary movie or she wants an action movie. That, that's Tanya. She doesn't well, even care Tanya's about the story. More suspense and action. I love sci-fi. That's that's my jam. I love okay. sci-fi. sci-fi. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. I like a comedy, man. Yeah. It's hard though because if I go to if I pay money to go watch a scary movie, most scary movies aren't good. Yeah. That just gets me upset. The hype is at least in a comedy there, movie. Huh? I'm gonna know. I'm gonna know. I'm gonna laugh a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's get into yeah. this today. I got a question. I got a question that came to my mind as I was reading this this account in scripture, and then I just started just started going, man, with that chicken scratch moment. Uh, the question was, "Why are you mad, bro? Why are you mad, bro?" Like I was I was reading this account um, of Lazarus and his resurrection, and so I want to unpack that a little bit today. So. Uh, let's go. We go to John chapter eleven, and and it's uh, it's it's a uh, the account you know stretches pretty far. But what we're going to cover is we're going to cover uh, verses thirty eight through forty four. Uh, this is the NIV it says Jesus once more, deeply moved, came to the tomb. Uh, it was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Sound familiar to everybody listening? Uh, Take the stone away, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he's been there for four days. And then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, at this moment is, is just is this amazing to me. We're going we're gonna to unpack what, what all this means here in a little bit. But he says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth was around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go before we get to the resurrection of the dead man Lazarus I want to talk about what jumped out to me the most in this and that was this verse that says and Jesus was once more deeply moved once more Jesus was deeply moved and just a few verses before verse 38 we see the shortest verse in the entire Bible you know what I mean? The one verse that everybody can memorize. If I asked everybody out here, like, what's the shortest verse in the Bible? What's the one verse y'all got memorized? And people, it's not, it's not John three sixteen. It's Jesus wept. That's <laughs> it's the shortest. That is a whole verse right there. Jesus wept. Two words. Two words. Jesus wept. Why? Why did Jesus weep? Why was he deeply moved? You know, and, and so I, I, I wanted to know the answer to this. And so I, I was like, man, I want to look in these different translations. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let's try to figure out what's going on here. And so in the New Living, it says it like this. It says, Jesus was still angry. Verse 38, it says, Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. So he was angry. Why? Another translation of the message, it said, then Jesus, the anger again welling up within him, arrived at the tomb. And this led me then to, to this Greek word. Uh, embrimaumai, embrimaumai, 
which means to be angry or to express indignant displeasure. So Jesus was not like, oh, I'm just I'm so deeply, I'm so deeply moved. Oh, my friend, he's, he's gone. Like, No, Jesus was mad. Jesus was upset. And, and I've heard this preached because people have misconstrued the whole Jesus wept verse for years talking about like his empathy towards those who were mourning. Have y'all heard people like preach that? Yeah, like yeah. Jesus was sad, man. And so this is what, and, and, and I'm sure Jesus was empathetic because he was Jesus. I, I get that, man. He has, you know, he, he feels, uh, but he was actually more indignant mm-hmm. in this moment than he was empathetic. And were that not true, they would have used a different Greek words, a lot of different words in Greek. English only has a few words. That's what makes translating you know, the, the, the accounts of scripture to English so tough because English only, we're very limited in the English language. Uh, Greek has many different words they would have used uh, if he weren't more indignant than anything, or if he weren't more upset. And so now that we know that it was anger that Jesus had here, the question becomes this, why are you mad, bro? Mm-hmm. Why are you mad? Like, let's, let's take some shots in the dark here. Yeah. You know what? And when we talk about angry too, I think, um, it was um we think of angry and we just think of mad like you're mad but i think i don't know if you've ever been angry at injustice like it's it's a different type of of anger um when you see something that you love so much and it's it's um being wrongfully dealt with um Mm -hmm. and so there's this just like anger to see the right thing it's this anger or even like because when i read this too and i think of this um, there's an anger when you see your loved ones hurt, you know, um, your family, your kids, whatever it is. And you have this anger just to, to, to want to see justice or to, to want to protect or to want to. So I, I think there's this, this, this emotion of anger that's, that can be kind of like, um, you know, it's kind of like defined a little different in this, because mm-hmm. I don't think it's just like this, this hate anger that we think of right you know it's a different type of just anger this emotion of like you know i don't know just kind no, of packing it a little i think that's yeah. good um yeah. i think there's a little bit of a of of, of anger in, in in terms of like disappointment um i mean you, you matt you said where it, you know the surest verse in the bible he wept yeah he wept for compassion but i think there was also like there was a rage um that where you know, humankind allowed death to have such a a heavy weight on them. You know, uh-huh. on us. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I, yeah, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Because I, I think of um, Nehemiah when he go in the book of Nehemiah, he's rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Right. And um, if you read that story, he has this just anguish, this anger to see like the city of God, like the city just in ruins, and what causes him to to rise and lead and and you know, fix it is this anger, this deep sorrow that he has. It's a righteous indignation. Right. It's a righteous indignation. Yeah, it's yeah, a, which a lot of you, you know, if a lot of the listeners have probably hid behind that phrase, righteous indignation, you just really wanted to be mad. There wasn't nothing righteous <laughs> yeah. about it, but this was, this was different. What, what we're seeing here, right? Yeah. It is, it's different. And I like this idea that you guys are talking about too, because it, you know, this, uh, you know, I, we see this, this moment where what Jesus is, facing here and it's not the first time that he's kind of encountered this but what jesus is facing here is the enemy that he's getting ready to overcome right right he's looking at this tomb and he's like okay there's there's death 
I'm about to overcome that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Why do you die? Because of mm-hmm. sin. Okay. I'm about to go to I'm about to go to war with sin right now. I'm about mm-hmm. to I'm about to end this because this was the miracle. This it was this miracle here where the Pharisees because everybody knew that Lazarus had died. And then everybody saw Lazarus rise. Yeah. And so the Pharisees were like, we have to kill this man because everybody knows what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And so this was kind of the mirror. And so I, I see Jesus's anger absolutely being about this, this justice, but even the, even the, uh, the, the oppression that he, that, that people, us as human beings are, are experiencing because of sin and because of death. Right. And we were never created in that space. You know, when we were in the beginning, when, when God created Adam and Eve, he said, you know, you can freely eat of any tree in the garden. In the middle of the garden was a tree of uh, knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. He said, don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil because when you eat you're from it, you're surely going to die. He never said, don't eat from the tree of life. So like the intention was for us, he knew what we were going to do. Obviously, we, we had a free will. We had a free choice. He wanted us to choose obedience from the beginning. And so Jesus absolutely upset with sin, angry with sin, angry with uh, death. And I think, too, when you said Jesus wept and, of course, you know, feeling for the people that were around him and everything. Absolutely. Sure. But I think, too. Weeping because he's upset at the lack of faith. Because what also was happening is it says that he saw the people when he saw the people that were around, like kind of screaming and wailing with Martha that he wept and back then this is crazy maybe maybe a lot of people don't know this but actually back then you could actually hire people to mourn with you man you could actually pay people money (laughs) to show up and make a big ordeal and mourn with you and I see just Jesus is like disgust at, at, at the idea that people, and, and, and then there's a lot of stuff going on. Like there's a couple of things here. We, and we got, we got some time. So let's, let's talk about them here. Uh, I'm gonna go into the amplified and we can, we can unpack it with us. It says, you know, so Jesus again, deeply moved within to the point of anger. As we talked about, he approaches the tomb uh, and it was a cave and a boulder was lying against it to cover the entrance. And, and, and let's, 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 let's talk about this because we, before we started, Uh, Daniel and I were ta- having a conversation before we started and, uh, man, that's, that's, that's a little familiar, mm-hmm. you know, it may not have been the exact place. We don't know, but, but I will tell you that boy, that you don't think Jesus knew there was about to, there was a boulder in his future. Yeah. There was a cave and a boulder in his future. Like, oh, I'm about to, re- I'm about to wreck that. Mm-hmm. I'm about to, this is going to be different for me. I'm not even, I'm not going to have to ask anybody to roll the stone away. Mm-hmm. Right. And Jesus said, take, take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of the dead man said to him, now, remember this. We see Jesus being notified of Lazarus's illness earlier. Mm-hmm. And his, he sends a messenger instead of going immediately. He waits two he more waits, days. He waits two more days. And, and so he sends a messenger. He's like, hey, man, he's, don't worry. This illness is not going to end in death. And then Lazarus dies. And obviously everybody's upset about that and uh in jesus's mind he's like didn't i didn't i tell you 
it wasn't going to end. So what that tells me is if he's dead, that means that's, that's not the end. But to us, we only see, and Martha's saying, man, you don't understand. <laughs> In the Amplified, it says, by this time, there will be an offensive odor. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced, like maybe you work at a place where like, y'all ever experienced like a dead mouse or a dead a dead uh, animal of any kind. Yes. It is a, yeah. It's offensive. <laughs> the, especially, the odor, especially when you can't find it. Yeah, the odor, <laughs> the odor is offensive. And, and, uh, and, and he's saying, and she says he's been dead for four days. And yeah. we know that the, the, what the Jewish beliefs were, were that, you know, um, after the third day that your spirit was, was proper gone. Like it was gone, gone, you know, that your spirit would kind of uh, hang out for a few days and then boom, super dead. Now you're super dead. In other words, what she's saying here is, it's hopeless. Mm -hmm. And I could see Jesus being angry about this. Mm -hmm. It's hopeless. Like, didn't I tell you this, that it wasn't going to end in death? We like, because we're forgetting the words because we're in our, we're now we're in our emotions. Yeah. Now we're in our feelings. Yeah. And I think that was the case for, for all the disciples, Mary and Martha, where they had an expectation and he didn't meet the expectation mm -hmm. in their eyes. Even earlier in verse 16, Thomas yeah, y'all know Thomas, the doubting Thomas. Yeah, y'all know him. He he was on a roll here because in verse sixteen he's like, "Okay, let's let's go back over there and die with them." And and right. it, it was it was this form of sarcasm, like, "Okay, you're gonna take us over there so we can just go die with them. Let's go then." And and Jesus doesn't say anything, but could you imagine how Jesus feels his followers? That and this is the crazy thing is that they've experienced. And they've seen Jesus yeah. heal the blind and Jesus walk on water and Jesus multiply food and like these, these great miracles that Jesus had done right. in their, in their, you know, in their own eyes, they've seen it. And yet still they're just like, no, we, we don't know if we trust him. Yeah. And that's what I think it boils down to. Like, do, do you even trust me? Yes. You know? Yeah. And Jesus said to her, you know, did I not say to you that if you believe in me, that you will see the glory of God. And that, that glory of God is, is more defined as the expression of his excellence. Mm -hmm. Like this, the, you know, this, this has happened to show you that God sent me and that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly whatever you can even ask or, or imagine. I mean, he, Jesus is he's, he's going above and beyond here in this, in this point in time. So they take away the stone and Jesus raises his eyes towards heaven. And this is how, this is why I believe that the majority of what Jesus's anger is about has to do with a faith uh, issue, right? A faith crisis mm -hmm. here in the moment. This is why I believe that because when you read this right here and it says that then Jesus kind of looks towards heaven and he prays out loud mm -hmm. in front of all the people. And he says, I thank you that you've heard me. And then he says this, he says, I, I knew that you always hear me and you listen to me, but I have said this because of the people standing around so that they may believe right. that you have sent me. Yeah. Why even say that? Mm -hmm. Unless you, you know what I'm saying? So that to me speaks immediately like to, to the fact that these people around here have seen me do so much and they still don't believe. Mm -hmm. In right. fact, they're, they're judging mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. They're judging him if you'd have just come sooner. Oh, this guy helped the blind see. I think like he's now letting everybody know that all of this death, life, heaven, all of this is enwrapped in Jesus. It all right. has to do with Jesus. He's the answer to yes. it. Yes. He's the answer to it. 
and 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 he and he's he's like you've made me your representative uh and and when he said these things he shouted with a loud loud voice lazarus come out and and out came the man who had been dead his hands and feet tightly wrapped right in burial clothes uh, with a burial cloth wrapped around his face and Jesus said to them unwrap him and release him you know so so again we see this chain of events leading up to the moment where Jesus is seeing people's lack of faith they're not just mourning but i don't know if you know a popular a popular scripture um at funerals uh, if you ever had to you know officiate at a at a funeral i know you guys have have been there and and done uh, done those things um and it's a difficult thing. It is a difficult thing to kind of walk walk through with a family who is mourning. But there's a popular scripture that says, and, and though we mourn, we do not mourn as those who have no hope, right? We do not mourn as those who have our, no hope because we do have a hope. We've placed our hope in Christ. And so we believe and we receive that we will once again be with those who have also received Christ and, 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 and we'll see them in glory. Uh, when we are made whole and we'll know as we are known. But here, Mary or Martha's response is, is hopeless. Mm-hmm. It's hopeless. Yeah. And that would, that makes Jesus absolutely infuriated because it's not hopeless. Hope has, hope has just arrived on the scene. Yeah. The one who can do everything is here. And everybody's talking about how hopeless it is and wailing louder and making a big ordeal about it. Yeah. I think this, this story, man, goes back to to the the issue that we have of unbelief and the and the struggle that we have to place our faith in Christ, to place our place our faith in God. Yeah. Because look what we're doing today. We're sitting here and we're talking about this story. And God went to the to the extremes to show people in these days who he was, his authority, yeah. you know, his lordship, um, the power uh, that he has to overcome death and the grave. And so it wasn't at this point, it wasn't enough anymore to heal a blind man or to multiply food. Um, God was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do something that's because there was, he didn't want to leave any room for doubt anymore. And, and pastor Matt said earlier, like this, this was it. This was a straw. This was the last straw. Mm-hmm. Cause after this, there was no way that the Pharisees or anybody can, can justify this miracle. I mean, he was dead for four days. Right. He was in that tomb and, and Jesus literally brought him back to life. Like that's never happened before. Yeah. And so right. at this point, Jesus knew like, this is going to get me in trouble, but this is what I must do. You know, this is what I must do so that they can believe. And that's what he says here. So they can believe that you sent me, you know, so they can believe that I am the son of God. I am who I, who you say I am. Yeah. And it's crazy because this is so true even in our case, because now that we have um, the scriptures and we have mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit and God has given us so much, we still don't believe sometimes we still don't trust many times you know right. and um and so the lord's constantly constantly speaking to us through his word and through you know all that he's done like trust me yeah. right I, I, yeah. I can defeat death in the grave you know? i i think about you know society today and 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 there's a scrub hub commercial man where he goes i want it all and i want it now. <laughs> okay. right right and it's a queen song 
but uh, we, I, I think we live in a world where everybody wants it right now. If I don't see results right, right now that, you know, it's not really happening. But I think it's in um, those moments when there isn't anything happening and, and that we think, you know, we're, that's where our test of faith comes. Because we don't, because we don't see results, we, we think, well, God's not yeah. doing anything for me right yeah. now, you know? And, and um, at the end of it all, it, it's, it's, it, you know, it, it all works out for our good. Right. But it's not even good. It's even better. It's different, you know. Right, and I, in 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 what Jesus is, what Jesus is encountering here is he's encountering this question, and I can I can almost, you know, I, I like to kind of try to visualize what's going on here, and and I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to presume to know what what's going on in in mm-hmm. Jesus's mind at this point in time. We obviously we read the scripture and we we kind of infer uh, from context what's going on. But I can almost imagine the question in Jesus's mind for the people that are surrounding him right now. Right. Which power do you believe is greater, mm-hmm. death or Christ? Mm-hmm. Right. Which power do you believe is greater? And Paul, when he's writing to the church at Corinth in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, you go down to verse 55 and he says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, Jesus has the power to overcome all of this. Why do we not believe it? It's because there is a lack of faith. There's a faith crisis going on here and 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 it's not uncommon for us as human beings when faced with death with illness with with tragedy with with being confused at what's going on uh, around us in the world it's not it's not uh, uncommon for us to deal with a lack of faith it happens in in the book of mark in chapter 9 you see a father who wants uh, his his child to be made well yeah. he wants jesus to heal his his child because he is he's 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 uh, possessed by a spirit and it throws him around and, and 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 it's and it's making it's made him deaf and it's made him to where he can't speak and it also will throw him around and stuff and and Jesus says to the father he says if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes mm-hmm. and what did he just tell Martha he just said didn't i tell you didn't i tell you that if you believe that you were going to see the glory of god and immediately what is the father's response here when he's talking to Jesus about his child, he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And I can't remember, I'm looking over at Viv because Viv, Viv helps us like with the cameras and stuff and uh, on our crew. And I'm looking, so I, don't, I don't remember the name of the song. What is the name of the song? I cry every single time. God of miracles, okay, God of miracles. Every single time, uh, uh, let faith arise in spite of what I see, Lord, I believe, but hell my, I'm crying right now. Like I'm getting emotional right now thinking about that because I cannot tell you how many times God has come through for me. And yet still there are Mm -hmm. moments where I wrestle with this doubt. Yeah. And that's why, and that's why I think, or I believe that the scriptures, when we talk about the scriptures, they're life giving. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're alive because we read these stories um, and we believe, and we know that, that, Jesus has power over death. It's crazy because because um, death came through Adam in the fall, right? And life comes through Christ. And in this scripture and in this story, I love how at the end, when Jesus goes in there, he, he calls Lazarus out and Lazarus comes out. 
And then Jesus says, take off those grave clothes and let him go. go. And this is inferring Jesus is speaking directly to death. He's saying, hey, death, let him go. You know, his word. And, um, and this just, for me, this, this is so, so key, man, because whatever, and it's just, and I know we're, we're talking about death here, but we are brought to life through Christ and what it, we right. were, we were dead in our sins. We right. were dead to this, but Jesus came to give us life, you know, and life to the fullest through, through him. And so, yeah, we do, we do struggle with this unbelief, but, but the Holy Spirit has given us you know, the scriptures and revelation of who God is to empower us so that we can believe and have, have that faith and continue to walk, you know, each and every day with him. Good stuff. Yeah, Tony's, I think Tony, Tony's, <laughs> Tony's in, Tony's in, uh, he's, re, he's in research mode. <laughs> he's in research mode. Glanced over yeah, it's it. All, it's all, I mean, everything just going through and trying to process it. So. I like yeah. this idea, you know, too, of speaking to death because you cannot, you're, you stop mourning like he's yeah. dead. You know what I mean? Like it's almost in that moment too. Like he's like, stop mourning like he's dead. Stop crying. I, I, I told him to come forward. Now he's, he's wrapped up in these grave clothes. Stop crying. Stop crying. Unwrap him. Let him go. Because he's alive now. So stop treating him like he's dead. I mean, a few verses before that, he says, I am the resurrection of life. And who he, he who believes in me. And he says well, that to Martha too. <laughs> Didn't I tell you? <laughs> yeah. 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 And, I, and you know, I know this is a, a very, very sensitive subject, man, because death is not... We don't want to talk about it, you know. Um, it's it's the end of this life. It's something. Do you guys but, ever think about it? But I do. Yeah, I do. Because I, I do but, too. But I, man, it is. It, I mean, I lost my father in two thousand three, and uh, he was a man of God. He served. He served Jesus with all his heart, man. He he raised me in church. He did his best to raise my our family, and um, and he loved God. He loved you, and he and he went on with the Lord in two thousand three, and. There was a little bit of grieving, of course, because he's not, he wasn't with us anymore, but, but, um, it was this now, even now, like I don't grieve anymore because I know that, that to be absent, you know, the bodies to be present with the Lord. And I know that the, that he's celebrating. I know because of this story right here that, that the Jesus that he served had the authority and the power to defeat death in the grave and that he's not in that grave. He's, he's with the Lord, you know, he's celebrating. And so, um, when I when I know that someone has has passed away and and you know served Jesus and lived yeah. for Him, it's a celebration, man. Yeah, because man, cause they, death, death now has no it's not hold, the end. Yeah, you know, has right. no hold on you. It's not a period. It's a comma. You keep going here. Right. right. Um, and 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 so when you think of it that way, you're like, man, uh, mm-hmm. there's more to this. You yeah. Know? Um, God has something better for us. Right. Yeah, man, and and when you, as we were, as we were, as you're talking about this, man, I'm I'm immediately kind of thinking of um of this this moment uh and and that that the moment of death, which we we have not maybe maybe I don't know if you guys have you know come close or whatever, but I mean we we to my knowledge we we have there was a time I mean I where apparently doctors told me one time I was like 30 minutes away from death but I didn't know so I I didn't feel I I just felt sick uh you know what I mean yeah I'm like how did you how can you 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 have a you have the number do you have have death's number and you're just called oh yeah I'm about 30 minutes out like but but uh as you were kind of like talking about this you know I think part of the part of that hopelessness Mm -hmm. that we wrestle with is because we are we are 
a triune being, much like God is a triune being. He, he formed us in his own image. So as he is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are body, soul, and spirit. And there are two of those are eternal. Spirit and soul are eternal. And the spirit and the body are warring, right? The flesh and the spirit are warring for the soul. The soul is eternal. The one part that does not get to experience eternity, I believe, is the part that tries its best to cause confusion, to make us feel hopeless because it's scared. Mm -hmm. Because there's times where I think about death and I get scared. And I, yeah, yeah, like as a, as a pastor, as a believer, I know Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And I believe that I'm going to be going to heaven, not because of anything good that I've done, but because of everything good that God has done mm-hmm. and because of what Jesus did on the cross. But there's a part of me that's like afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the part of me that's afraid is the part of me that's not going. Mm-hmm. It's the dust and ashes. Bro, yeah. that chiseled physique is for rent. what did we chisel it out of play-doh it's not coming with you man no it's not and so and because and and i believe that there is there is genuinely a part of us that is that that has a great fear of this because it ain't going from 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 ashes you came into ashes you will return from dust you can add to dust you will return and so that's kind of what I what I kind of almost see going on here. There's a lot of people they're seeing it's hopeless. Oh man, but you you didn't see him. He was I can imagine Martha, you know, trying to take care of her brother. You say you didn't see him in those final days when he was sick, and you could have come and you could have made it. And nothing works God's nerves like someone who says they believe yet they fail to show it. Like nothing that just that that worked Jesus's nerves here. Yeah. He's like you're you're telling me that you believe, but when I'm giving you directive. Exact, like I'm giving you exact direction of what's what's going on here. You all of a sudden don't show that you believe. You're just you just say it. Like, lady, I told you. Yeah, I wonder, and I wonder how much of that happens because Martha's response, right, to Jesus when he's like, "Didn't I tell you that I was a, you know?" Or mm-hmm. they, they said, "You know, didn't I? Do you believe in the resurrection?" Mm-hmm. Is how he starts it. Yeah. Don't you believe in the resurrection? Yes, and I know. You know, you can see my. Oh, I know uh, that we're going to be resurrected, and the final day is going to happen. And Jesus said, "No, no, no, no. I am the resurrection. Yeah. I am the resurrection." And she clearly was confused because she she continued on with this "it's hopeless" vibe. Mm-hmm. She she's still holding on to that body, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's the the work of the Holy Spirit in us today. You know is to remind us and instill faith in us um, that he is who he said he is, you know, and was. And and um, we have that same power, that same resurrection power within us to uh, overcome sin, overcome death in the grave. Um, and so I know like during this this time, you know, they were they were struggling to believe, you know, even though they saw. Um, and I love that scripture. It says, blessed are those who have not seen, you know, that still believe. And that's us. Right. And Jesus is talking about us. Like we are the blessed ones that have the, the Holy Spirit dwelling within us to give us eyes to see and eyes to believe in what's unseen. You know, and that's, hey, we're going to be resurrected. Death is not the period. It's the comma, you know. Yeah, that's a great quote, Tony. I like that. 
uh, in my head, I said that you were at Domino's Pizza away from Dine Met. So that's it. That. 30 minutes or less. <laughs> yeah. Or it's free. I didn't have to say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true, though. It was weird. Yeah, it was a weird situation because my I was 12 years old. Just for people that are probably like confused, like, what does that mean? What do you mean? I was and I was like, did he get his wife angry? Right. <laughs> I was uh, I was 12 years old. And if I ran for 30 minutes, I would surely die. Um, no, I was I was 12 years old and my appendix ruptured. Oh, okay. And um, and I passed out on my way to school. I was walking to school and I passed out. And my friends dragged me back. I was we were already about a half a mile away from where we were, so they actually drug me back because we were you know twelve years old and they dragged me back to the house because none of them could pick me up because we were all pretty short, pretty little guys. Uh, and I stayed at the house because I just had you know, I didn't we didn't know my appendix had ruptured. We just I just thought I had the flu and so I was I was feeling nauseous and, and terrible. And then finally it just got to a point where I was like, look, I, I don't know what to do. I'm scared. And so my babysitter took me to the doctor and, uh, and they were like, they, there was no questions, no nothing. It was rush him to surgery. Yeah. This is, we, we think this is what's going on. They rushed me into surgery. I actually had an open wound, um, like an open uh, dress. They had to change the dressing like every 45 minutes. Cause they had, they were trying to get all that poison out. Um, it was open for like eight days. Yeah, they clean so they could like clean it oh, out. Man. I still have the scar on me, but they were like, "Yeah, you're like thirty minutes away um, from uh, from death." And so that's that's the story of that. Uh, it was a weird. It was a what a weird thing to like kind of yeah. happen. But that was that was a very close time. And then there, I mean, there were other times where I considered death, but that's a separate. I think chicken scratch gospel. <laughs> um, that's a separate issue for because of things that I was going through when I was a younger younger person, but. I think that I think that what this boils down to, you know, and what we're talking about is 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 not just, you know, which power is greater, but who do you trust? Death or Christ. You know, if Jesus is in the room and he's always in the room with you. He's he's always with you because the Holy Spirit is within you and and, and he is everywhere. I, I want you to understand something. God understands your pain. It's not that Jesus didn't understand the pain. God understands your pain. What, what God desires is for us to trust him to take care of the things that we cannot. Mm-hmm. To, take care, to, 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 to go where we can't, to do what we cannot do. If we would just put our trust, Lord, I believe. But there's nothing wrong with having a moment of saying, Lord, I believe. The question is, will you follow that up with help my unbelief? Yeah. Help my unbelief. It's not the believing part of me that is having a problem right now. It is the unbelieving part of me that is having the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And we were actually talking about the, the, the post story of this and yeah. how, you know, Lazarus was with them and Jesus raised them from the, the dead. And, and, um, as the gospels progress, we still see this same kind of behavior from the disciples and from the people that, that just do not believe still. You know, yep. um, even to, to the point when Jesus was, you know, crucified and they scattered and Peter denied him. And, t- and even even when when Jesus came back to them and showed himself and they yep. still were like, mm-hmm. is that you? Let me see your hand. Yeah. Let me see the holes, you know. And so even up to that point, they still doubted. They still questioned. And and Jesus, you know, he ascends and says, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit and you guys are going to go and do this. And they were empowered, but even still now we still 
have this issue of doubting. It's almost just our condition of of humans, you yeah. know. Yeah. And God is God is trying to do something within us to give us revelation and empower us to believe what we don't see. Um, and that's the beauty of this is because we can, man, even though we we have this issue of unbelief, like the Lord is faithful to instill that faith in us um, to, to carry us through this life, man, where we're not fear, like we're not fearing death. We're not fearing its sting um, because we know the God we serve. You know? Right. I mean, it, and like in Joshua, it says to not be afraid for he's with us wherever we go. Right. Um, even in, I mean, I, and I go back to what we were talking about earlier, but even in the moments where, you know, we, we, like you said, man, as humans, we, we think a lot of times that we're on our own. There was no, there's no movement going on. There's nothing happening. You know, why am I in this God? Why am I going through this right now? Are you even here kind of thing? Um, and, and so we, we always go back to testing our faith. And I think that's just a flaw as, as humans, you know, as our sin, it, it, it's just, we, 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 why do we do that? Why do we always, you know, go back to thinking like nothing's happening when God's in it all, Right. That God's always present. Right, right. Well, in in our our I think our our posture as 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 human beings, it, you know, man says, "Show me and I'll trust you." Yeah. God says, "Trust me and I'll show you." Yeah, and that's 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 tough for us to wrestle with. Yeah, no, 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 no. Show me and then I'll trust you. Mm-hmm. Right, same time, man. Same time. That's what that's what yeah. I think about. Like, no, 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 no. Same time, same time. Show me and I'll trust you. No, no. God's like, no, 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 no. Trust me and watch. Watch what I'll show you. That's why there's scriptures like Psalm uh, one twenty six six is or, or five through six scriptures that are that are saying like though though uh, those who sow in tears will reap in joy, huh? Well, what about if you give me the show me the joy first and then I'll then I'll invest some tears. That's really what we want. Right. That's flipping the scripture where we're like we're walking by sight, <laughs> right? Not by faith. Right. Right. And yet we've been we're, invited we're into this faith to, walk. Yeah, we're called to walk by faith and not the other way around. So. And if we get down to the middle of that too, man, uh, Daniel quoted this earlier with the, with uh, regards to Thomas. Again, here we go, Thomas. Uh, that's that's where Jesus said, you know, you believe because you've seen, but blessed are those who believe and have not seen. Uh, why does he want us to believe in that way? He's he's literally trying to set us up for a blessing. He's literally trying to get you like don't we rob ourselves of blessings, the blessings that come with faith. That of believing and trusting in God in every situation, no matter the circumstance, no matter how dire. I know it's hard and I know it's difficult to walk through. I know it hurts to walk through. I know loss is difficult. I know that fear is real. But Jesus is saying, blessed are those who believe and have not seen. Because I promise you, you'll go forth carrying your seed, weeping, but you will return with your sheaths in your hand there is going to be a return on these tears that you have sown mm-hmm. with with believing that's why we can mourn but we mourn not as those who have no hope we mourn differently right right you know man i love what i love about the gospel man is that jesus didn't just do this miracle and claim he was god and be like see i'm god i just raised somebody from the dead you know right he literally <clears throat> was beaten and bruised and 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 spit upon and crucified yep. and buried you know in a tomb just like Lazarus here and and 
used his own authority to resurrect himself to yeah. show once and for all that it's finished, that he has power over death, um, over the grave, um, and we do too, and we can too. And miracles still happen today. And I, I believe like he wants us to see that. He wants us to see in our lives as we're, we're struggling and as we're going through some of the worst seasons in our lives that he he experienced everything and anything right. that we would ever experience to the point of death and overcoming death. And I love that, man, because we serve a God who's been there. We serve a God who's been to the depths, you know, yeah. and came out of it victorious. And if he can, then we can. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love about the gospel. That's what I love about um, what we do, you know, and who we serve. Yeah. Came, came, came back carrying the keys to death, hell, and the grave. There's this old song. Uh, that says, uh, sin, where are your shackles? Yeah. Death, where is yeah. your sting? Hell has yeah. been defeated, for the grave could not hold the king. Mm-hmm. And, and and he came back. He didn't come back empty-handed. He came back carrying right. the keys yeah. to, to death, hell, and the grave. And what religion claim? What what religion claims, you know, to defeat death and the grave? What religion, what religion, you know, sends their king to the, to the grave mm-hmm. to be resurrected, you know, um, as a human, you know, fully human, fully God? Right. To, to be resurrected. What prophet predicted right. their their own death right. <laughs> and resurrection? Mm-hmm. One that made it happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and and anybody that anybody I feel like anybody that can predict their their own death and their resurrection and then like do it in detail. Um <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and roll with that. I'm gonna go ahead and roll with that one. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. I won't be on his team. <laughs> I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick him first. Yeah, he's yeah. not gonna get picked. He's not gonna get picked last. Yeah. In the playground, I pick him first. And you know what, man? I I believe, man, this stuff happens, bro. We we live here in Western Christianity in America, where you know, where we're just we're babies here, man. We're we're spoiled here, but I I believe in in other countries, man. The Lord is resurrecting people. Oh, people are at their deathbeds. People are sick. People are being right. healed. People are being brought back. Like God is doing his work in places that we don't even see. We don't know of. They have no access to for right. to put it on any type of media. But God is doing a work on, on the earth, man. Yeah, you know? I believe that. And I, I have absolutely. I have uh, friends who are who are missionaries to different parts of the world, and they've absolutely witnessed things like that. Uh, resurrection is not a, a miracle that I've witnessed firsthand, but I will tell you that because I have witnessed many other miraculous things and many other miracles and healings and things of that nature, I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not going to second guess whether or not God can do it because right. I know that he can. And you either, either God is God or he's not right. Right. either. You believe what he says or you don't right. like we need to. And that's, I think that's the biggest issue facing us in, 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 in this with our little first world problems, our little first world uh, Christianity. God, I, God, I just need you. I need you to perform a miracle so you could help me pay, you know, the, 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 for a new car, God's like, you can't afford a car payment. What are you doing asking me for a car? Like, and you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's different. It's a different, and I'm, and I'm not trying to minimize things that people deal with in, in here in, in, in the United States. Cause there are very real issues. I understand yeah. that. But, but what, but what I think we fail to understand is, um, that <laughs> there are people who are who, who the United States would consider the absolute most destitute people in the United States and the world 
who would maybe be middle class in a, in a, in a third world country. And these people that are in these countries that don't know, have never heard about God, when they hear about a man that came to this earth, mm-hmm. that overcame death, yeah. that died so that they could be free, so that they could experience this heaven, so that they can experience this kingdom lifestyle here on earth even, uh, they want that. Yeah. They want that. And for us, I almost feel like, again, it's, it's worth saying, well, no, show me and then I'll trust you. That's where we're at. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at a lot of us. And because we get asked a lot of times, I'm sure you all, I'm sure you do. I know we do. We, we've been asked all the time, like, how come we don't see more miracles yeah. in the United States? Well, where's the faith? Yeah. Where's the faith? Some, some trust in horses and chariots, but I trust in the Lord. My trust is in the Lord. Yeah. The question comes down to man. How big's your God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you stand in faith? You know, and and you're right, man. A lot of times we're babied man, in in the United States. We we are definitely babied. Uh, but there's countless accounts uh, in the Bible, but not only in the Bible, in your life, right? To where you can say like, he was there, he moved, and I seen it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And still, we're we're you're looking at it like, well, well, how about now? Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, when does it start? <laughs> yeah. Well, how about how you, you, you gonna do something now? But, uh, I think, man, we just, you, you gotta really, well, you gotta really, um, you know, bring up your faith to the point where, where it's even in, in, in the, in the quiet that trust that God's still moving mm-hmm. that, yeah, man, God is still present in all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, the bottom, the bottom line of it all is Jesus is worthy of our trust. Amen. Mm-hmm. He has not done anything that has caused me to distrust him. And so any trust issues, any lack of faith issues that I have are not, is not a God problem and it's not a Jesus problem. It's a me problem mm-hmm. because Jesus is worthy of our trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A last thing for me too. Um, I think this story kind of talks about um, the waiting, you know, when they came up to him and they said, Hey, your friend Lazarus, he, and he's like, you know, trust me, he, he's going to live, you know, yeah, he'll live. And they waited. Um, and I think so many times in our lives too, like we get discouraged in the waiting and we start doubting in the waiting, you know, period. Um, and we see things that, that we don't want to see in the waiting or we didn't expect to see in the waiting. And I think this is just a reminder that Jesus is saying, Hey, it's going to be okay. Like he's going to live, you know, your situation's not going to be like that. Uh, forever or for long, yeah. like th- there's going to be life. There's going to be resurrection, um, yeah. in your story and your situation. Yeah. Amen. You're not, you're not, I know it feels like it, but you're not being buried. You're being planted. Yes. Right. Yeah. And the harvest is on its way. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. That's yeah. what a great, what a great conversation, uh, that, that we had today, man. This is, this was really, really good. I can't wait till we get together again and shoot another one. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, man. Let's go. I'm excited. Uh, you know, there's no easy way to do this, Andy. This is the part of the show where we go into recommendations. Uh, recommendations. Recommendations. 
That one got Tony a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All the whispers in the what, is, what, what does everybody have for us today? Who are we starting uh, so with? I'll start, man. Okay. Um, so I got a podcast I want to recommend. Um, Love it. Some of you guys may or may not know of John and Lisa Bevere. Oh, yeah. Yes. Amazing. So they have a podcast called Conversations with John and Lisa Bevere. And it's just some practical stuff, man. Great, you know, marriage advice, uh, devotions, uh, ministry, anything there. And they're not... They're not too long, about 20 to 30 minutes long podcast. So great stuff. But what I really like about them, they they um, promote their app. It's called the Messenger X app. Uh-huh. And um, if you get a chance, like download the app, uh, Messenger X, John, Lisa, Bevere. There's devotions, there's Bible studies, there's videos. They just, they created this app um, for discipleship. They're really big on discipleship as well. And so um, they're wanting to resource and give people the tools and it's all free of course um, great content great stuff in there man yeah I love that I mean, yeah. you guys don't have never heard of uh, of John Bevere writer of many many yeah. books yeah. most most recent if I'm not mistaken was killing kryptonite yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's amazing the book. Is that the yeah, I believe so yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing book. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Check that check that podcast out. What was it conversations conversations with, with John and Lisa Brewer. love it yeah um, for my recommendation, man, I went back to the vault. Uh, All right. <laughs> I had a dig for this one. It's an oldie but goodie, man. Um, for many of you guys, you guys know I'm big on leadership. My, my master's in, is, is actually in leadership as oh, well. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, then. His master's. Oh, oh is, okay, okay. I just, we got to, you know. That's an expensive piece of paper that's, there. That's <laughs> a, he's still paying on that piece of paper. <laughs> That's the fun part about it right there, huh? <laughs> well. <laughs> you got educated people on the show. You don't need that leadership to pay that back. I'm, 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 yeah. So I can read. You lead yourself to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, man, hey, I, I went back to the vault, like I said, and I, pu- I pulled out uh, Patrick Lencioni's, man, um, the five dysfunctions of a team. Oh, yeah. Um, Patrick Lencioni, if you guys don't know, it's a he's a actually a, a local guy from here, man. Oh, really? Uh, he is. He That's is, crazy. He is definitely a local guy here. I went. I was actually I attended um, a, a global leadership uh, conference one time, and um, his mom. <laughs> I think his mom still stays in Bakersfield. If, if you know, this was a few years back, but his mom was on there, and he was a, a wherever you know, it was being held at the time, but his mom was in Bakersfield talking to him and it was kind of cool to see it go back and forth. Uh, she was actually at the church that they were holding the event. At. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, Patrick Lencioni, great book uh, for you guys that, you know, love leadership reads. This is a great one. Keep that one in your arsenal. It's a great tool. Man. Love it. The five dysfunctions of a team by Lencioni. That's amazing. Uh, I got, I got something for y'all today um, uh, with regards to uh, Bible study. I thought I'd give just a just a shout out to uh, thebrandsunday.com. They have um, this really really cool set of books that comes out, and this is a year long Bible study. So this is it takes a year to go through, uh, and I'm I'm going through it. It's really really cool, man. I love the way they break it down. They you know I I love to take. I love to, to to read the scripture, and God never intended our relationship to be. Uh, to be complicated. He never did. And, 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 and the Bible really is not complicated. People are complicated, we but complicate the Bible things. is not. Uh, and so, uh, I wanted to give the shout out to, uh, the brand If you guys are, are uh, looking for a Bible study or a way, maybe, man, I, I, I just haven't gotten into that rhythm. I really don't know where to start. Listen, it's like 38 bucks, 
38 bucks you can get to that you get it's an old testament and a new testament uh book and it breaks down the bible in a year uh the brand make sure that you go and check that out right on well, that's all the time that we have for today's episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Make sure you follow us on social media. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I still have my son talking trash to me about that. Subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Go love like Jesus. We're out. Yep.